Hello, my loves. Welcome to another episode of TRP Recovery. It's your host, Nalkael, and today I'm so excited to be bringing on another special guest. Her name is Suzanne Joseph, and Suzanne is a phenomenal wellness strategist, the CEO of Suzanne Joseph Enterprise, and she's also the author of her newly debuted book, Chasing After God's Own Heart, Redirecting My Life. Today, the topic is redirection, and Suzanne is going to be talking about how she was able to overcome her struggles and her battles with depression by focusing on bringing that knowledge to other people who have been suffering in silence the same way that she did at one point. And I want to make sure that we understand that the takeaway isn't to somehow get to this destiny or this point of perfection where you assume that depression, anxiety, or whatever you might be struggling won't come back. But it's going to be something to prepare you and give you the tools that will allow you to be able to overcome it each time. So sit back, relax. I hope you have a nice cup of tea with you. And let's get started. Hello, my love. Suzanne, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing very well today. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I've been following you on Instagram for about six months now and your content not only is it gorgeous content, but it's super inspirational, especially for us as women. I believe 100% in the empowerment of women, and that's something that you embody by everything that you do. So I just knew instantaneously I had to have you on here. Thank you so much. I really, truly appreciate it. And thank you for having me on your platform. You know, it's a beautiful thing when another woman let you speak on their platform. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We have to each other and pull one another up together so 100 so do us a favor give us a quick elevator pitch let Um, so so hi beautiful people my name is suzanne joseph also known as the wellness strategist uh what does that mean me as a wellness strategist i help women redirect their choices in life so that they can find their uh purpose, have a renewed perspective, and create positive results by physically, mentally, and spiritually becoming more well. What? How do I do that? Um, I have affiliated therapists that work with me uh, for every woman that join our program. I am not a therapist, so let me put the disclaimer out there. I am a wellness coach. With the therapy, we also, you know, provide meditation, but we'll get more into the conversation as we go along. Uh, But that is what I do. I help empower women. I help you remember that you can thrive through depression, you can thrive through anxiety, and you can exist and pursue your dreams. Oh, wow. That is amazing. I love the fact that you also provide therapy because I think that's one of the biggest things that prohibit us from actually seeking the help, whether that's through like the misconceptions and the myths that we believe about seeking therapy, having that safe space is so important, or even affordability. So working that into your program, I think is, it's just amazing. Thank you so much. Therapy is very important for me uh, because when I began my journey, it started there. I needed to really heal and having an unbiased individual speak to me and give me clarity on life. So it's very important for me to implement it in everything that I do. And take us through that journey of your battle with depression. Like, how did you realize that you had a problem? So for years, I've realized that mentally I wasn't well, but being that strong Black woman and 
wanting to be the best version of myself is what really got in my way. When I began to recognize that I really needed help, it took such so many years. It didn't really hit me till like 2018, where everything came crashing down. The bank account was drying. Uh, my kids were literally all over the place, punching walls. They were angry. And my I was losing control of myself. I was crying every night. I couldn't control my emotions. I would take these car rides to just kind of get away from everything and just kind of, you know, calm my mind. But I found myself being more suicidal on those car rides. So I really needed to seek therapy and thank God for my job. They offered therapy assistant where they cover eight, you know, uh, eight sessions for you for free. Uh, so I took advantage of those sessions because I really needed a cry for help. Yes, I do have loved ones. I do have friends. I do have family. But when you're really battling with self, though there are listening ears to hear you vent, they can't help you solutionize that thing. They can't help you heal from that thing. Uh, they're going to do the kind thing and support you through it. And I just I didn't need just support. I needed to really heal through this thing. I really needed to be Suzanne again, and I wasn't myself. And when I found myself like really down in a very dark place, severely depressed, didn't want no one around, didn't want to talk to anybody. That's when I realized that, hey, look, you really need to be consistent with this therapy. You need to just not call when you need help, like stay consistent. Consistency was it for me. And that's when I finally began my journey and realizing how consistency was going to be important for me as somebody battling mental illness, battling depression, I needed consistency in my life. Oh gosh, Susan, I, it hits home so much because everything that you said, I, I also experienced, I know so many people who listen, they've also experienced it or are probably going through it right now. And the hardest part is one, admitting you have a problem, and two, what I love that you said is consistency, because once they start to peek into those things that, you know, caused you to start with the isolation, that caused you to have the suicidal ideation, it's very scary, because it it's is. almost like it becomes a part of your identity, and so when they start to touch and scratch on that, it's like, whoa, back up, you know, and so the first thing, at least I know from my story, is like, you start to run away, you start to slowly but surely start missing appointments. And it's like, I got it from here. It's like, you've touched enough. I see what you're doing. I can take this now. And lo and behold, a couple months later, you're right back to square one. <laughs> yeah. You got to be consistent in that thing. It doesn't go away. Yes. Depression is not of us. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't identify us, but we have to also know as human beings, as adults, as people uh, that want to be an inspiration to others, that want to coach others, we got to heal. And healing looks like being consistent with your therapist. It's not going to go away. We got to talk to sis a little bit more. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, geez. Preaching to the choir right now, seriously. <laughs> so... You mentioned so much, but what would you say was the most impactful thing that you took away from that experience, but going through depression, finding therapy, being consistent with it and coming to a healed place? What was the most impactful thing? Uh, meditation was very impactful to me mm -hmm. because I was able to, most of 
what was triggering me was me trying to be consumed with my day-to-day tasks. Um, I was I'm very, I was very overwhelmed. Um, my mind was really rambling, going on. It wouldn't turn off that, you know, which causes the sleepless nights because your brain is constantly thinking, what about tomorrow? What about five years from now? You know, what if that bill don't get paid? What if I don't get my kids to help? Like you're constantly thinking and my mind was on all the time. It would not stop. So I found myself meditating and praying. And through prayer, through meditation, just quieting my mind, quiet, still, be still people, you got to be still. I had to realize through that process and journey, God awakened me and say, my daughter, you don't need to be all over the place to do your to walk in your purpose. You don't need to be overwhelmed to be successful. Once I allowed myself to receive that, I started realizing my worth. I started realizing that I can take some time for me to really care for myself and just detach from the world. Meditation is so therapeutic, you guys. I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh, you said, yes, I love that because I think that's the hard thing about us as quote unquote, strong women what people don't seem to realize is that while we have like that strong exterior on the outside mm-hmm. inside is chaos <laughs> you know and it takes something like meditation and prayer i love that you said that to be able to feel safe enough to let it all go yeah. to submit to know that there is someone and something out there that we call god who knows what we're going through he sees everything that we're going through And it's all a part of his plan. And if we just tap into that quiet space, to be able to meditate on the word, to be able to allow him to reveal those things to us. Yes, There's a peace that you just feel. And I really wish people would take the opportunity to just try it, you know, consistently for a few days, even to meditate on the word. Mm. And even if you, if you feel so overwhelmed by the Bible, because when I first started, I was just like, this is too much. And then I also had King James too. I was like, oh no, okay, no, this is not going to (laughs) happen. So many different versions. I know that's something I still struggle with, even though I've kind of like settled for like the NIV, but even just journaling, God, that's something that's also so helpful. I journal. Right? Exactly. If you can't find the words to articulate it, write it down. Either way, he knows it, he sees it, and you're communicating, opening up that relationship with him to show and reveal to you what it is that he has planned for you. And once yeah. you find that, that peace, I, I promise you, it just comes to you, like no matter what people are doing, what people are saying, the chaos that's going out throughout the world, you have that peace about you knowing that he's got me, I surrender myself to his will, and everything's going to work out. How's that Amen. simple? Amen. And you're so right about journaling. That's how like I started writing, just journaling my thoughts to get it all out, purging your thoughts so I wouldn't be so consumed with my thoughts. Mm-hmm. So I love that you said that. Awesome, boo. So there's so much power in like everything that you were explaining, right? But how do people push past the judgment? Because we can we can kind of say this from a healed space, right? That you don't really care as much. Mm-hmm. But when you're in that, that dark place and you're so fearful of people finding out that you're struggling, that you may have like a, a mental health diagnosis, what inspired you to push through and how would you recommend that people do the same? 
Um, I really had to go through a process because I was one of those individuals that always thought about what other people thought of me. I didn't even realize how much that was a hindrance to my growth. And when through therapy, you guys listen clearly through therapy, utilizing the strategies and the tool that my therapist was giving me to overcome self-pleasing, overcome people-pleasing, overcome uh, trying to be great for somebody else. They taught me to be great for myself. Uh, they taught me not to be ashamed of what I was going through. And that's how I entered the field of mental health advocacy to speak on behalf of others in myself to let you know, girl, Yes, it's going to take some time for you not to care. It is. And it's going to hurt. You're going to cry a little bit. But guess what? When you realize that God cares the most, when you realize what you have in your hand, what God is about to do in your life, how he is about to pivot you to the next level so you don't care, you know what I'm saying? You're going to win through this. I had to go through that process of allowing somebody to teach me not to care. And that's how I was able to bring that strong black woman syndrome down a little bit because that ego comes along with it. And I no longer wanted to have that type of ego. I wanted to break that stigma. I wanted to break that view and say, I need help. And in order for me to do that, I needed to show up, not just show up for me, show up for others so that they can see it's okay to say, hey, I battle with depression, but I'm getting my life together. I battle with anxiety, but you know, I'm doing what I need to do to make sure that my nerves and I'm calm at places because people don't even realize sometimes when you go quiet, you have an anxiety. So I allowed myself to be educated and, you know, and I'm still allowing myself to be educated and grow in those things, but you have to allow people to teach you how to overcome those areas of your life. You get what I'm saying? That's that. It, it's a, it's a growth. It's a, it's a working progress and you're going to continuously overcome a situation that's going to make you feel less than like you're not enough because we mm -hmm. know what was that imposter syndrome is real. You know what I'm saying? So you got to allow yourself to grow. I don't even know where to start, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> when you said ego, the first thing that came to my mind was Beyonce's song. Gotta be ego. When I tell you that used to be my mantra. I wore that as a badge of honor, okay? It's like, I have a huge ego. No one can tell me any different. I'm the big bad B. I can do X, Y, Z. And it's like, good, you know, mm -hmm. to have that level of confidence. But at what point do you realize you're lying to yourself? And that mm -hmm. this is essentially just a mask to keep you from feeling all of those feelings of doubt, of the imposter syndrome, of shame that maybe you when you were a child. All of that, it comes crashing down really badly too. So I think it's so important for us to continue to emphasize. You have to be able to be vulnerable enough to release all of that. There's just no getting around it. Nope. And vulnerability is important. Transparency is important. People need to be able to relate to you. And I'm not ashamed. You know what I'm saying? I walk in it. I'm confident in it. I love where I'm at in my life. And I'm glad that I allowed myself to go through a healing process. Oh, so powerful. So yeah. walk us through your book, um, Chasing After God's Own Heart, Redirecting My Life. What are readers going to take away from this amazing book? 
oh girl you're going to cry you're going to laugh you're going to be like oh sis no you did not like it's beautiful it's a beautiful story because yes I could have talked about me being molested as a young girl you get what I'm saying I could have talked about being shunned by the church but I wanted to give a perspective on stories and me sharing my story from the age of 17 until my current state where I am at today, showing people the glory that God has on your life, that everything that we are going through is really truly our testimony and for his glory. Then if I could do that in this book and women can say, I see myself in this story. Like, what were you thinking in this story? Because not only did I write my story, I gave you references. I gave you a perspective in my mindset. Like, I'm gonna give you a, a you know, sneak peek for example. You know, I talked about my story from being a teen mom at the age of 17, but then I also gave a perspective what I know now. I could have, you know, used protection. Mm -hmm. I could have been mm -hmm. abstinent. I could have educated myself, but mm -hmm. it wasn't there. Then my parents weren't educated enough. So I had to go out there and learn it myself. Mm -hmm. So I give you a perspective in my story so that you can shift your mind. I don't want people just reading my story to just read. I want you to be able to shift in that story as well. So it's, mm -hmm. it's a beautiful story, you guys. I, I've been through some stuff. You know, I was twirling down a pole for a little bit. You get what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you get to hear like all the nonsense <laughs> stuff that I entertained because I didn't know how to love myself. Um, I didn't know what love looked like uh, based on, you know, my past stories, based on what I saw as a young girl. I didn't know how to speak and say I was hurt. I was feeling abandoned. But now in this story, you get to see me overcome. So it's a beautiful story. Make sure y'all go get your book on Amazon. It's bestseller. Oh my gosh. Well, for one, you and I are going to have a chat after this because I am trying to do the same so I could use some of your wisdom um, about how to navigate through that. And then secondly, I love what you pulled out of there. It's us not knowing how to love ourselves. And I think that's something like we as people need to take away from that is that it's not your fault if you didn't know how to love because it wasn't modeled in front of you properly. But now it is your responsibility to create a new narrative and a new image of how it's supposed to look like. And I think a lot of times people, they get, like once they start to heal, they get trapped and it's like, oh my gosh, like you're right. My, my, my father didn't do this or my mom didn't do that or my ex did this, you know? And it's like, this is all factual things. Yeah. Now that we've identified that, what do we do to move past it? Because it's either you're going to wear it as a badge of honor and keep on looking backwards, or you're going to take it on, identify it, take the lessons that you need from it, and continue to move forward with those lessons. And I think it was Joyce Myers who I heard this example from. Like yeah. constantly looking at your past is like trying to drive your car looking in the rearview mirror. Eventually yeah. you're going to crash. Yeah. You will crash I love that car. you say that. I love it because that's what redirect your choices is all about. It was a whole redirect, go forward. Yes, you're hurt. Yes, you're going through a divorce. Yes, your children, go forward. Let's fix it. And what does fixing it look like? <laughs> I am so excited to read this. Yes. Okay. So you run several empowerment programs on top of all of this. So what are some things that, you know, your participants go through? Give us some insight. Don't give everything away because people got to okay. do mine. But yeah. 
So <laughs> going through my programs, especially redirect your choices, which is my main program, um, you go through a process of me being your strategist, your coach. Uh, what does that look like? That looks like me showing you how to connect with your therapist on a whole nother level so that you can truly be healed. Uh, learning how to identify which therapists work for you because not everybody will work. I also help you learn how to find ways to quiet your mind because meditation is not for everybody. There might be something else like going to the gym, putting some gospel music in your ear. You know what I'm saying? If that's what works for you, then let's talk about that. Let's talk about that thing. So you can now begin uh, to be consistent in that thing. Then we have what uh, we call our support group. I found that support group is very important, especially for anybody that is going through men any mental illness, not even just a mental illness, going through anything that they've overcome. A support group is so important. So as a support group, we talk about what we're going on, what's going on through that day or what we went on through that week. And we have a conversation not to just vent it out, but to solutionize it and come together to show other women the power that you have within yourself to really answer your own questions. Uh, I had to learn that for myself, that the power was in my hand. And if I don't teach other women that the power is literally in your hand, you have the key to activate your life, then I'm not doing a service to anyone because I'm not here to save anybody. That's not my job. That is God's job to save them. My job is to share my testimony. My job is to tell you, sis, you could thrive through this. Sis, all you need to do is be consistent in that. All you need to do is detach that little toxic relationship, that thing, that friend, that place. And there is ways for you to go forward in life. And that's what I'm here to do as your coach. The therapy with Audrey Brooks is one of my therapists that I utilize, and I hope that I can grow my community of therapists, but the boundaries that she has taught me to set for myself so that I can be mentally, well, I know you know what I'm talking about, girl, like, yes. when I teach you your boundaries, girl, can't nobody play with you when I'm done with you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's what I offer that's my biggest program and we will be taking people in November right now I am going to be God is with me on that process that I say be still so we are going to be still because I want to bring something new uh to my meditation group and to the ladies that joined the program this year like we're gonna take it all the way up oh Susan yes yeah. there was something that you said and it was about learning to listen to your own voice. And I think the moment that I knew I was growing is when I stopped asking for permission. Because sometimes like, um, something that I'm really big on is mentorship, right? And getting and seeking advice from wise counsel. But sometimes we become so reliant on that that we don't even realize that we're giving away our power, that we're giving away our permission to make our own choices, to actually move forth in the path that God has called us to because we need to seek advice from this person, from that person, from that person, from that person, have a whole board of directors telling oh. you about a decision that God has called you to do on your own, for example. There are going to be opportunities where you need that, but how do you discern that? And I think that's what's so special about your program, that you teach women how to be able to understand the difference. Yep. Uh. Discerning your spirit is important like you will save yourself so much heartache if you just allow God to teach you how to discern discern that thing because it's not meant everything is not meant for you 
Every client is not meant for you. Every party, birthday, dinner, it's not meant for you, especially if you want good for your life. You know what I'm saying? I used to be so messed up mentally in my head, especially as an entrepreneur, because I thought I wanted to have everybody as my client. My, I live my life so much better just with the few clients that I have that know my mm -hmm. business, that know how I operate things, that pay that bill before, you know, I get there because I'm not your typical worker. When mm -hmm. I come out there, I'm going to get the job done. Mm -hmm. So you're going to pay me with grace. <laughs> you're going to say, you got to know your worth. People might not like it. People might hate you afterwards. So what? What mm -hmm. does that do? How does that affect your life? It doesn't. And I... I really wish that women really take away from that. It really does not matter. There's this quote that I, I really try my best to live by, but you know, we're all human. We're not perfect. Sometimes those voices get in, but it's like only the living realized how quickly the living forget them and people would stop living for one another. Something along those lines, people Google it might do a better justice than I did, but it's basically at the end of the day, your purpose is for you. And if you are too busy focusing on what X person is going to say or not say or do based on what you do, then what? Your entire purpose, which is linked to maybe unlocking something in someone else or several women like you're doing, you know? And that purpose is stopped because you're too busy focusing on someone who's not even supposed to be with you the whole journey. Oh, no sense. Oh, <laughs> girl, when I had to go through that, I was boo-hoo crying. <laughs> like, God, I love her. You said to me, I don't need her. Like, no. But when you see the aftermath, you're like, oh, okay. I see what you were saying, God. Mm -hmm. Like, just let people go. Allow people to be where they're supposed to be yes. without you having to fight for it. Anything that's of God is not going to be a fight. That's how I realized to discern. If it's from God, you don't have to fight for it. It's not going to stress you out. God come with peace, with calmness. Like there's freedom here, <laughs> mental freedom, because he cares about our emotions. He cares about how we feel. That's why he put those that were wise, therapists, counselors out there, because he knew our, his people were going to be emotionally distressed. Mm -hmm. now when we become emotionally distressed now we're going to start acting about acting upon our sinful ways because we don't understand how we're feeling like everything mm -hmm. connects people mm -hmm. it connects whether you want to see it or not because you have people and let's be true they're not spiritual i get it but you know even if you believe in the universe the star who created it you know what i'm saying who created it get a perspective get a mindset shift girl come on a whole other episode what you just said right there oh god yes but we're just we're gonna keep it to this topic all right yeah. but let's just say i agree with that 100 percent anywho no. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to open any conversation because we ain't trying to rub no feathers no <laughs> okay so susan you said so much and i took away so so much from everything that you've shared today, but what are three tips that you can give my listeners who are struggling to let go of that, that strong face, that strong black woman complex that I really just can't allow anyone to see me as less than the strong woman I perceive myself to be, to be vulnerable, it's to be weak. How do you help women shift that idea? Uh, the first step is, and you already touched on that, is really just First, identifying that 
you know something is wrong. You know something is wrong because you're crying every night. You know something is wrong because you're feeling so hurt. You're beating up yourself for what happened. You know something is wrong because you're looking around and you feel like there's no one that you can talk to. I'm giving you all the warning signs, you guys, so that you can actually shift your perspective. Uh, you're going to be in a place where you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I just, I don't want to be here. I don't feel purposeful here. When you start identifying those words coming out your mouth, those thoughts coming out uh, through your mind, you are now recognizing that you need help. That's step number one. Number two, once you recognize that you need your help, you're going to start seeing everybody in your circle that just don't align to where God wants you to go because they don't understand. They're not hearing where you're coming from. They don't get it. You venting, but nobody's giving you the resource and the help that you need. Now you have identified that my circle can't help me. I need a counselor. I need a therapist. That's two. Then number three, in order for you to fully walk in purpose, in order for you to fully say, oh, God gave me something. God said I could be a coach. God said I could help others heal. You really need to really heal in that thing. Heal in every area of your life. It's not just you going through that divorce that the healing needs to happen. The healing needs to happen for you. The healing needs to happen for everything that happened before all of that. Because any woman that you're going to pour into, that you're going to help, you need to be able to pour good into them, healthy conversations into them, healthy building skills into them. And if you don't have that for yourself, then you're doing yourself a disadvantage to other women that really need to get out of this. Mm -hmm. In order for every single woman to win, we got to die to ourselves, sis die to ourself looks like letting God intervene and you utilizing your tools for every area that you've overcome in your life to help the next. So let's repeat that again. One, identify that something is wrong. Two, start recognizing there are things that don't align to where God wants you to go. And again, that looks like when you start saying that nobody is there for you. Once those words come out, sis, the support group needed is needed. Therapy, Leave it in everything that you do. Leave it as a long-term process. Don't let it go. Let it stand still. Let it be consistent in your life. And I promise you're going to shift that thing. You're going to win in that thing. And you're going to become the best version of yourself. Oh, my gosh, Susan. Thank you so much for your wisdom. Okay. I, I can't even begin to tell you how amazing it feels to find other women who are going or who have gone through that process and who are constantly seeking to better themselves or constantly seeking to find God, find relationship with God and to find that peace and thrive together with one another. So I am so thankful for you. But before we start to give like our goodbyes, I have one closing exercise that I always do with my guests. So I want you to close your eyes and I want you to imagine yourself in a space or a place where you feel the most at peace it could be anywhere in the world with anyone. It could be by yourself, whatever makes you happy and comfortable. And in this place, you are just going through some recollection and thinking back to how life tried to bring you down and how it tried to keep you down and looking back and seeing how far God has taken you and how grateful you are for that. What is a scripture? a quote from a favorite book or a song that can encapsulate that feeling for you? So when I think of this place, I think of the song called, I Belong Here. 
I belong here, I belong here. No matter what it looks like, I know that I belong here. And that's literally what comes to my mind. And that's my favorite song because I had to realize that I was needed and I belong. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to send you that song. You're going to love it. Please do. Please do. You know, when you said that, it reminded me of um, one of my favorite songs um, from, I think, Until Song United. How does it go? Who am I that the highest king? I am, is it I am chosen, I think? I think it's I am chosen. No, 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 no. I am who you say I am. That's what it's like. Oh, yes. I know that oh, song. Oh, my God. <laughs> I cry like a baby whenever I listen to that song. And mm -hmm. Oceans, because it just reminds you that oh, always oceans so much okay when i tell you my testimony story you'll understand why oceans is so important to me but that one reminds me to be still and that god is always present he's always near no matter what and then for i am who you say i am is to remember that no matter how much shame is identified with you and your story he still called you. He still chose you. He knows every single hair follicle that's on your head. He knew all of the bad mistakes you would make and he still chose you. So if nobody yes. else does know that, boo, you are oh, so worth God. it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't oh, tell this me. was so awesome. Don't tell the other guests, but this was one of my favorite episodes. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> this was so awesome. Like I feel so good in myself. Like, I can't wait to go to church. Like, you just set the tone for Sunday. Oh, thank yes. you. Thank you, love. Thank you. You have blessed me so much today. And I know you've done the same for my listeners. Thank you so much, Suzanne. Tell us where we can find you and all of the amazing work that you're doing. You can find me everywhere on social media, Facebook and IG, Suzanne Joseph, S-U-Z-A-N-E, Joseph. My website is SuzanneJoseph.com. I kept it simple. So you're going to have to go through the hot mess of trying to find me. I'm Suzanne <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> Thank you so much, Suzanne. As I said before, you're such a blessing. I appreciate it. And thank you for being a guest on the Fear Fear Recovery Podcast. No, thank you. Absolutely. Bye. Has the TRP Recovery Podcast blessed you in any way? If so, be a dear and share it with a friend. You can follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and also stream all TRP Recovery episodes on Exposure TV Network. You can download the Exposure app on Roku, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire Stick. Thank you so much, and I hope to continue to help you cultivate not only a relationship with yourself, but most importantly, God. Thank you, and please continue supporting.